All right, we're right. back. Oh, Welcome so Jalen, you want to talk about the two songs yeah. that you picked? I really haven't even fully decided, but I think the two that I'm going to go with are probably going to be Smuckers, mm. and the second one is going to be um, for sure like Are We Still Friends? Oh my god! Ooh, what an album Dude. closer! What it is an such album a good closer. song, um, Smuckers, because I just love that verse. Why oh why oh why? Oh Kanye's verse. Yeah, and um. Honestly, just like the entire thing. Oh, dude, the way he starts the song is what really got me like gassed on Smuckers. Money, 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 money ain't the mouth. It's such a good song, and Cherry Bomb is one of my favorites because it, it just it's it's different, it's weird, but I absolutely love it. It's harsh for sure. It's a little out there, but I think he does a really good job with it. Um, it was funny you say that about Cherry Bomb. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, you, uh, could. you You haven't listened to Call Me If You Get Lost a lot. Yeah. But there's a song in there called Massa. Mm-hmm. And he talks about Cherry Bomb uh, saying that, like, that's when he finally hit puberty at 23. Really? And he was so shifty. And that's why the <laughs> album sounded so shifty. Because yeah. he was just drifting apart. So yeah. I thought that was interesting that he brought that up. I didn't know that at all. Um, and then Call Me If You Get Lost because, like, dude, I was in some heartbreak. I'm not even going to lie to you. And that song just hits yeah. so differently you're talking about uh are we still friends yes it's it just hits in the soul it is a it is such a good sad meaningful like song and it just it fills a void that like i don't know i just don't know anything else that fills a void it's just such a good song it was in an after credits um like it was on the credits roll or whatever um for this episode of insecure Mm. and you know Insecure. I told you yeah, about that, right? Yeah, yeah. If y'all don't know, it's a gr- one of the greatest shows I've ever seen uh, by the wonderful Issa Rae. Um, mm. It's on HBO Max. Yep. So if you get the chance, definitely check that out. It is such a great show. But um, that song was like on a on the credits roll. Yeah. Is the perfect song to play at the end of a, of like a yeah. song or movie. It's like, such a good way to end an the album. The drop dude. and everything. Yeah. Oh, Issa friends. Do, do. It's so crazy how this nigga cannot sing, but he's still able to make such great melodies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> kind of like Mac Miller. Yeah. They just couldn't, like, just two guys that... They can't really hold didn't the tune, have, but they're good. They, they can just great yeah. make great singing songs. Yeah. Like, Surf is one of my favorites by him. E- Everybody. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I'm telling you, oh my God. Yeah. There's ah. definitely something to be said. We said this in the last episode a little yeah. bit, but there's so much to be said about people that might not have of the natural talents yeah. to like do something but they're able to use what they do have to the fullest potential yeah like sure. like for real matt could not really hold a tune like that he, he was like a chain smoker you know so yeah. like it's hard to do that and he the last album that he put i mean his family put out for him yeah was 90 percent singing and it is one of my favorites it's by so him. really good yeah. like he because what he lacked in vocal range and talent he made up for in his great songwriting mm-hmm. or great instrumental choices or instrumentation you know yeah. he played a lot of instruments i didn't know that either yeah he played guitar drums piano I did bunch not of know stuff that at all uh-huh which it's crazy because i feel like sometimes he projects himself as like someone who isn't i don't know who's just like a rapper you know what i mean who just happened to get popular but i feel like that's just not the case the more that i learned about him yeah because he was just very self-deprecating before you know he was he obviously a big motif in his music was like depression Mm. i'm gonna save the matt conversation for another episode because i definitely want to have a whole segment of an episode dedicated to that man yeah but yeah just artists in general i love just like obviously (laughs) i love the artists that have natural singing abilities and stuff but I have a lot of respect for people that don't necessarily have that ability, but they can either manipulate it to sound really good, like mm-hmm. Tyler did all yep. throughout Igor, yeah. or just like just work with what little, um, not little, but just work with the different amounts of 
talent and abilities that they did have and just yeah. use them to their fullest extent. Yeah. I think another group that did that super well is Brockhampton. Yeah. Like Kevin Dude, I don't think you talked about Brockhampton yet, but man, they are super talented. I absolutely man, they love were, their music so much. were actually. R.I.P. Yeah. But, uh, oh, they're breaking up? Or, well, they are splitting, huh? Yeah, they're splitting Coachella. This, they're performing this weekend at Coachella, and that's yeah. their last performance as a group. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I did not know that at all. Yeah, they announced uh, they announced it like officially on the Brockhampton Twitter page and Instagram, all yeah. that shit. Wild. It's tough. It's tough. But like they, um, like Kevin especially though, um, he's if y'all know he was like the leader of mm-hmm. Brockhampton. Um, <clears throat> like he he could kind of carry a tune. Yeah. But he very, he was really well known for just really manipulating his voice a lot. Yeah. He always had pitched up or down vocals. Yeah. But it was never gimmicky, you know? It was yeah, just like, sure, it was always sure. really effective and it set the perfect mood for whenever he sang a hook on a song yeah. or whenever he rapped about something, you know, it always just fit so well. Yeah. I just love that shit. And even artists that can sing their ass off, even when they mess with their voices, like add effects to it, it's a lot of fun. Nike. Like Frank Ocean. Yeah. I was like say Nike. Half yeah. of that song is him speaking in a chipmunk. And it's voice. my favorite part of the song, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> is it is Nike. Did you see the video of him recording it, though? Mm-mm. Nigga. You know, he's recording it with his raw vocals. Yeah. So it's no pitch ups. <laughs> yeah. Are the vocals like raw good, too? <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, I saw on YouTube, it is a version of um, Good Days that is sung by Frank Ocean. Yeah, I'll have to send you the video. Frank sang that song? I don't know if it is, but it sounds like him. It's not. Oh. It's it's definitely not him, oh. um, more than likely. Damn. But it sounds like him. And it sounds close enough that it's still good enough to listen to, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's, like, that's really cool, though. And I love just artists that really experiment with their stuff, even if they yeah. have the ability to do just fine without any of the like theatrical experiments that they yeah. do with their music but you know just artists that are just super super completely involved in like their artistic expression mm. like that's why i hold people that write their own music in such high regard yeah like uh yeah. like olivia rodrigo she mm. wrote she wrote all her songs she's yeah. 17 oh i think she might be 18 now but yeah. regardless she's a freaking teenager and she made yeah, one of the one of the most successful albums of the year and she won like Four Grammys, I think. Yeah. And shit. When I was 18, nigga, I, I, I didn't even know where I wanted to go to college. I couldn't have done that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> so, like, but and I just love artists that just are so, like, heavily involved in their own music because it really just goes to show how much talent that they have. Yeah. You know, like, sure, you know, like sure. Mac, he wrote all of his songs that he's saying even if he wasn't rapping. Mm. And that's, I think that's a really cool dual talent because there's a yeah. huge different approach to songwriting for rap and songwriting for actual ballads and melodies and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're very different. And I yeah. honestly, I had this talk with my dad. He disagreed with me, but I'm still sick with my opinion. I think writing songs like with melodies and stuff like that is harder than writing raps, in my opinion. Now, I know if you look at it statistically, if you're looking at just numbers, obviously you're writing a lot more words in rap, yeah. and you have to come up with a lot of punchlines. But the thing is... That standard has dropped so much in the I, last, like, 25 years. I yeah. feel like you don't have to come up with any really clever lines to just be popular. Yeah, and right you could just have one. some really basic, um, yeah. you know, basic lines. People are definitely and then have much a, easier to bring price right now. Yeah, and just have, like, one or two catchy lines, and then you yeah. got to hit. Like, Industry Baby. Like, Jack Harlow. I like Jack Harlow's music. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. But 
he doesn't really have like mind blowing. No, he ain't got punch lines. Yeah, he just has some. He says some passable things. He has yeah. a lot of charisma. Neither does Drake. If we being really honest, nigga, you're wrong. Okay, his <laughs> his pop. Sure. You're wrong, dude. His okay, his pop stuff, his more accessible stuff, isn't gonna be a, a super punchline heavy. Yeah. But you don't. You've never even listened to a full Drake album, so you don't even know about his uh, deep I cuts. Guess, yeah. You don't know about his deep cuts, bro. He, that man can spit. He can actually spit. Mm. I'm not just being a writer. Like he can actually spit all right i i mean i guess obviously like it's gonna be up to me to actually like back up either side of that opinion by like listen to his music even his biggest haters like if they listen to like there's songs by him yeah that they just they can't they can't fault him for it yeah enough you know they, there were those ghostwriting claims a few years ago but yeah a lot of people just kind of wrote that off after he destroyed <laughs> meek mill in that rap <laughs> battle so wrote it off <laughs> anyways <laughs> no but like who's who's some other artists that like prince I hold him, him and Stevie Wonder and yeah. Marvin Gaye. Those are like top three to me. Yeah. Maybe not all like the top three, but they're at least in the top ten of all time artists to me. Especially mm. Prince because he made every single aspect of his music by himself, pretty much. Yeah, like he had he, a backup Prince band was sometimes. Talented man, he had high standards. Yes, incredibly high standards. Exactly, he wrote all of his shit from the yeah. beginning. He wrote every single word, wrote every single melody. Yep. They were guest vocalists. He wrote their parts for them, and they just sang how he wanted them to sing. Really? Yes, I dude. did not know that at all. He never had co-writes. He That's wrote a bunch of hits for crazy. other people on top of that. Yeah. And then again, like he played on, on a lot of his biggest songs in like, the peak of his career in like, yeah. the 80s. He played every single instrument, every single one by himself. That's wild. Like, you know the song, When Doves Cry? Yeah. Um, that shredding guitar solo and stuff. Yeah. Every single instrument in that song, the synth, the drums, everything, all prints. That's I'm like, I how can that much that. talent fit in that five three body? No, I don't understand. But I'm sure you got an ego on him the size of a fucking freight plane. And freight he train? Des- yeah. Freight train. Yeah. I said freight plane. Uh, it's okay. People people could put two and two together. But no, I can't put two and two together. <laughs> I'm just plane. tired, y'all. I can't help it, bro. <laughs> no, but like for real, like he, he I'm sure he had an ego as big as Texas. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um and he deserved to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at what he did. Talented, yeah. Him and my MJ, like, they broke bro, racial speaking barriers. speaking of Michael Jackson, bro. Sorry, we got to transition later. Michael Jackson, real voice, been coming out more on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I the video of him beatboxing while Oprah's trying to talk to him. He beatboxed? Yeah, bro, he was beatboxing in the middle of an Oprah interview. <laughs> and Oprah's, like, trying to ask him questions, like, like, just pretend to beatbox, whatever. Like, just keep going no matter what. <laughs> Oprah's like, just like, yeah, man, so, like, how is, like, you know, when you're in the studio, like, you know how does everything work and like you know one thing they can't say is i'm a dancer and he's over like and he's like singing and like oprah is like genuinely just trying to have an interview like she's trying to ask him questions and he's not stopping the entire time it's the funniest thing that is so funny and like hearing michael jackson's like actual voice and there was one he was giving on a speech for an award i can't remember which i know what you're talking about yeah he goes he goes up to the mic like um um and he goes um is the mic so on can you guys hear me this nigga, he went from a grown ass nigga like, to a twelve year old um, white girl, and um, 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 um hey, hi, uh, everybody, can you can you guys hear me? I think the saddest part about that, though, honestly, is that it was just like probably represent into representation of like insecurity. Uh, it's not even that, honestly. I, really, I think I mean this. You know, he was this man was larger than life. Yeah, so but everybody like, knew. No, listen, everybody knew like everything about him you know, yeah. that there was to know. Yeah. So even today, you know, he has, he has fans that will die. Like going dying on the hill that he never did anything wrong, all yeah. that stuff to this day and until the next yeah, millennium. Yeah. But um, 
So apparently, the reason why he would talk in that high pitched voice is because he's obviously he blew up as a child star, part of yeah. you know the Jackson yeah, Five, yeah. and his appeal was like as a kid. So as he grew older, like I think a lot of his like label execs were like, "We need you to maintain this image." Of like youthful innocence and all that. Yeah, so yeah. So even I as he got older, like he, yeah. they just they told him that he had to like keep talking in that high pitched voice, even though it wasn't his real voice. Dude. It sucks. But he also said in like an interview apparently that like if he talked in his regular voice, people would lose their minds. And I have to kind of agree. You have to yeah. remember like he in the, in the Super Bowl, this nigga stood there just standing there looking at the crowd there were people passing out at him just yeah, standing, yeah, just standing still yeah he's just standing yeah. still doing absolutely nothing and people were passing out i want to have that power if you were like hey what's up everybody i think people would literally people die. Would die yeah i want to have that power i want to be able to walk into a room and stand silently and then just have everybody in there just fucking pant just pass out just lose their shit just, that would, <laughs> I, I don't want that i want that power that's a kind of that's a kind of I, maybe it's probably bad, but that's a that's a presence <laughs> for sure. To be able to just like s- literally just stand there, you're yeah. doing the bare minimum a human being could do, and everyone's still like, I I I can't do it. <laughs> right right down to the ground. And they like and like the Beatles too. I remember I saw like sometimes they hated performing a lot because it would smell like piss because there would be so many women there pissing themselves when they were performing. And they couldn't even hear themselves play because obviously back in the sixties yeah. they didn't have the best audio equipment. Yeah. They could not hear a single thing they were playing. They just had to hope that it sounded good. That's, that's literally like, wild. Look, man, I get being a fan, but like yeah, some that's people a lot, dude. really need to take that's it away too far. You know, like I just could never imagine just yeah. seeing another person just stand doing nothing. And then and just, just like feigning I can't consciousness. That's crazy, I, can't. I haven't been that excited for anyone ever in my entire life and I never will be I can't nope. idolize another human being like that because nope, I, I, I think we said this before like if you idolize someone that much no one's perfect if you find out that they did something bad especially like MJ bro you were going to have a like, personality you were going to have gonna a crisis have, like, like crisis. nobody's business dude absolutely and it just it's going to wreck you and it shouldn't because you yeah. shouldn't have somebody on the mantle that high anyway yeah. okay I'm sounding very like I'm sounding like a freaking conservative telling people what they should do with their lives. No, I think you you're love, just if you love advocating artist, for it, healthy boundaries with that's yeah. because it's not even just for famous people. It's really just for people in general. You of should course. just not expect that highly out of anyone because it's just be unreasonable. Yeah, it's just unreasonable. It's, I'm saying this for their sake. I'm not saying that like you know, oh y'all need to chill out because it makes me upset. You know, I yeah, don't yeah, you know, yeah. do what you want to do. Yeah, it's not for us personally. It's more for your own safety because again, no one's perfect. That's just a universal fact. That's just. Yeah. regardless no one's perfect and no matter how hard you try to fight it at some point in time famous people will have something slip and have something come out like it just happens because again no one's perfect exactly but again like there's nothing at all in the world wrong with love and having like a huge admiration for someone's art yeah or anything like that but i just think you know it's really important that people really draw the line between admiring somebody's art and admiring that person because you know they don't they don't really know them yeah and there could be some terrible things that they didn't know that might come on hidden, you know, come uncovered. Yeah, and you like uh, Jada and Will. <clears throat> yeah, man, that's one that you know that Jay Cole line that, where yeah. he said, "I want a real." It gets love. worse. Like, Jada and that Will. Worse love. and worse. Man, every I bet he regret that is his biggest regret in his every life. Every day, he might have like ran over somebody every with his car, but day. his biggest regret is saying that saying line. That line out loud, yeah, because now he can never live it down, <laughs> and I don't know if I can ever really look at him the same way because he said it. Because I'm like. Are you sure you want? Is that really that's, what you that's want? That's what you want, huh? Um, but I, I think mean, you said hey. you didn't want any out of touch with the reality hoes because you're going to be disappointed. There's no reality that Jada is <laughs> yeah. in touch with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. 
uh they remind me of the worst kind of like spiritual kind of people who just like feel like i don't know how to describe it for sure like but there's they 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 act spiritual but they have a lot of their own flaws that they don't really seem to like can't like realize and admit either because they think that like oh it's spiritual and i should do everything myself and do me and everything i don't i don't maybe i'm wrong but the way that she comes off in conversations that he had with like her and her daughter and like her mom i think it is mm-hmm. some of the stuff they said i just can't agree with it's just too far gone honestly uh, can you think of any examples that you can talk about here mm, i'd have to watch more interviews so i could get the exact words because it's been what, a while since that they come the gist up of it, though? Uh, dude I, I can't even oh, man this is bad and honestly, I probably shouldn't even be talking about it because I can't really think about it at the moment because it was a while ago and it was it was viral. It wasn't me only the only person like me talk about it. But one of the ones that they talked about actually recently is just like them talking about like Will and how like what he did for her for the 40th birthday. And oh, how, like how it was just it. yeah, how she hated it. And it was just like a massive expression of Will's ego. But to me, it sounded like Will was just trying to genuinely like give his wife something that like you know the best that he could offer and of course that's going to be way different and way larger than life than anyone else because he's a famous person with money and influence and like i don't know people that he can call on that can do things that just most people don't have access to but like it really is the equivalent of like you find like getting a girlfriend and just doing something really extravagant and really nice that's like at the extent of what you're possible of what you're capable of right now and like then her her being like I hate it. It's so I feel like it's just so ungrateful more than anything. It's just so over the top awful that I I, I even laugh sometimes. Yeah, I'm not, and like, like I'm not laughing at his despair or even her possible despair. Yeah, even though she's present presenting herself as the villain here in a very big way. We don't yeah. know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. But there is enough knowledge out there to know that this needs to end. Yeah, there's still something to said to be said about being able to say this kind of stuff in public, I think. There's a lot going on in private, but you still decide what you say in public. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful, honestly, because I feel like while you may not mean everything, that doesn't mean that you should just say everything. You know what I mean? That's all the more reason to be more careful about what you say because, like, now you're talking about things in public and your private relationship in public, you are asking for people's opinions, whether you admit, whether you want to or not. People are going to comment. People are going to say things, especially considering the fact that you're doing it in an interviewing type of setting where you're posting it to the internet. You are literally asking for people's interaction. Yep. So I feel like she can't say anything because she talked about it. She was the one bringing it up, and she was the one who openly admitted that she hated it. But, like, why did you hate it? That's the question that I don't understand is why did you hate it? Yeah. Like, it sounds like a nice event. You she Will sound like he got nice people. Like, he said, probably was really well catered, probably was really well done, probably really formal, probably got artists the best that he could find of, like, that she enjoyed and d- did things that she would normally enjoy. So why why would you hate it? Yeah, and it's possible that she just wanted a low-key affair or anything, and she doesn't like being surprised, and that's possible, and that's completely valid. Yeah, but, but like, don't go out in public and just be like, that I feel was like that's still, garbage. yeah, I feel like it still isn't justified hate. You know what I mean? Not like, at all. I'm not a big surprise person either, but I'm still not gonna be. I feel like it's just ungrateful. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't like it, it's still really ungrateful to just say that, like, I hate it, and it's an expression of your ego. Because, like, how is it? his ego appealing to your taste if, hey i mean and, hey, don't get me wrong there are some a lot of cases where yeah sometimes you do these grand gestures just because you want people to see look how great of a partner i am yeah or look how much money i have i you can know? see that yeah so I, I i get that perspective it's just something that should have stayed private yeah i think that's the main issue with them they might not even be that weird of a couple but the fact that all of their issues are just aired so, out like yeah, that dude, they so blast openly out stuff. with absolutely no covers whatsoever it is makes just them look so, so bad uncomfortable and 
unpleasant. Yeah. And I just, uh, again, like, it's everybody's, like, victimizing Will. And I'm, shit, I don't blame them because from what I've seen, Dude, it's it just really like, has been just him getting, like... He's getting ragged on by his whole family. His yeah. whole family. It's not just Jada. Willow wrote a, a letter to a nigga that was dead for years before <laughs> she was born. That's crazy. Like, and look, don't get me wrong, Tupac is a freaking legend. But no yeah. shade of Tupac, but, like, how are you going to have your daughter... If I were a grown man and I had my daughter writing a letter about how important that another man was who's been dead for decades who was to never my, in the picture to my to wife. wife yeah dude something's going I'm, on something's going on I'm you didn't even he didn't even raise her it's not i can understand if like he had like i don't know i i, I feel like she, they weren't even on the planet to, at the same time together yeah. literally he was dead for like six years before willow was born so that means six years of time and i get it there's no real way to like go through the grieving process because like everyone's grieving process is different that's not what i'm trying to say it's really just more of the fact that like it feels like jada never really got over it kind of and maybe that's partially the memes and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. but it just seems like she's just not happy with will which is the part that i think is the most saddening is it just seems like she's just not happy because like dude will jump to her defense whether whether she wanted him to or not there's still something to be said that, like, he at least tried to jump to her defense. And then to get up and be like, well, I'm not a woman who needs defending in the first place. Well, like, bro, you should have told him that before he got up and slapped Chris Rock on stage. That probably would have been a good time to tell him that you don't need him to defend you. But, like, truth be told, what really probably happened is she got in her feelings and told Will to get up there and slap Chris Rock. And then he went to go slap, like, Chris Rock. And then afterwards she said, okay, well, actually, on second thought, because I'm getting, he's getting a lot of backlash that. backlash on it, I don't think that was a good idea. I'm a better person. And she was also talking about how, like, she doesn't care about the whole alopecia stuff in the first place. So one of y'all had to encourage somebody to get up there and slap Will, uh, slap Chris on stage. And it's, I want one of y'all to attest, because at the moment it's looking like Will is just standing up for someone who doesn't even want to stand up for him. You know what I mean? There's no good outcome for the situation, I feel like. Never. Like, at all. They both just look like complete idiots. I'm not even going to lie to you. They both look like complete idiots. Yeah, and it's really it's really sad. It's, I hate seeing Uncle Will go out like this. I don't uh, even think I can call him Uncle anymore. Oh, no. Nah, come on, man. I don't think I can okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I see it. <laughs> I, it's right there. No one's going to get that. Nope. They're definitely going to think That's that we have some severe <laughs> mental damage, some severe brain oh, damage going one, on. Though. It's a good one. It's a great one. A lot of, another inside joke that y'all will never yeah, get. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that Will Smith also, though, people don't talk about his music that much. You know? Yeah. You know he's the first person to win a rap Grammy? No, I did not know that Yeah. All. Really? Which is a good segue into the Grammys this year. Yeah. So that rap Grammy is like that wasn't even broadcasted. Yeah. So he didn't show up to receive it because people were like boycotting that shit. Yeah. Obviously that's disrespectful as hell to not even be included. Yeah. And guess what happened this year? Hmm. They did not broadcast the rap uh, Grammy uh, nominations. Really? It was pre-broadcast before the show actually started. So when it was time for the show to actually come on, yeah, they had already announced like the winners and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it was not broadcast. So why? I don't know. I guess they just really hate rap music. I guess so. And maybe it has to do with the fact that Kanye was a nominee, and that man can't uh, be allowed on any award show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no one in the right, no one in the right mind should let him be in an award show. Yeah, so he can't be trusted. That's probably a big reason. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. 
Well, I'm glad he didn't win. I'm glad Tyler won. He definitely had the best album there. Yeah, um, over Donda. Yeah, so he he went up against Donda, mm-hmm. Certified Lover Boy, but yeah. not really because Drake withdrew his nomination. I forget why. Um, really? I think he was protesting because The Weeknd got completely snubbed last year. Yeah. Which was made no sense. Uh, but no, no. Him, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, snubbed. okay. I was going to say, like, protesting, I definitely understand. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm definitely with yeah, that. him and The Weeknd are, like, really tight. Um, yeah. But, like, so he went up against Donda, uh, Nas, King's Disease. Yeah. Um, what was another one? Shit, what was the other one? Those are the other ones I can really remember. But yeah. Call Me If You Get Lost was definitely the best one out of yeah, that. So, I think so. I'm, and that was the first real rap album that he won for Rap yeah. Album of the Year, as opposed to Igor, which was we talked about on the first episode. Yeah, I was gonna say it was it's funny that we talked about this, and I feel like it kind of shows that like he just stopped taking the Grammy seriously because he wasn't even there for it. Yeah, literally. So I think that was. Bro, these kind of things have repercussions. If you want people to take you seriously, you have to start by giving people the respect to have them, like, even trust you to take them seriously in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little too late now, I feel like, for the Grammys, honestly. I think they just need to start over. Yeah, maybe just have a new Completely new award, award show, honestly. <laughs> I think it's a little drastic, but, like, that's what they need. Because I didn't even I didn't even know the Grammys was happening, if I'm being really honest with you. I had no Yeah, clue. no one knew. I had no clue what was happening. because Just like the Oscars. No yeah, I didn't know the Oscars. Oscars was happening either. I don't care about either one of those, because why should I? What? There's not a good reason. They haven't given me a real reason. And, like, now that they have started, dude, it's been so... All of this stuff should have happened so long ago. This is not stuff that should be happening in 2022, and um, and it really is just one of those things that, like, it's just too late for the Grammys, honestly. I think they yeah. just need to start over. It's just too late. They've just had a lot of terrible mistakes, and it's always been in, like, kind of like the rap area. Yeah. yeah. It's just never really gotten the respect that it deserves, and yep. even when it has been broadcast, a lot of the times the best album, which was a very clear best album, didn't yeah. win. Like, yeah. Like, Macklemore winning over Kendrick that year, that had to be in some way racist. (laughs) We don't need to go down that road again, but but that happening. And then Kendrick is to Pimp a Butterfly and not winning over 1989, which, again, it was a very good album, and I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, talking about people that write their own shit, like, Taylor, she plays guitar. Have you seen her Tiny Desk concert? She has a Tiny Desk concert. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, she went off on it. She is a great, great artist, and she writes her own stuff. She's been doing it since she was 16 and still does it to this day. And do you know about her Taylor's version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard like, about the, the details for it. Yeah. yeah, that's also really freaking cool and yeah. a badass. So she's just taking her masters back. And you yeah. know she has enough fans to at least get enough, like at least half the sales that her original yeah. albums did just by re-releasing just, yeah. it. And it sounds really good, by yeah. the way. Like, yeah, it sounds a lot like the original good. material, yeah. but still sounds fresh, yeah. you know? Good. Yeah, she's a queen. But anyways, I, I just said that to say, disclaimer, a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. Yeah. There's no way, no way in the fucking universe that that album should have beat out to Pimp a Butterfly that year. Yeah. The cultural impact that it had and just the musical quality disparity was massive. All about what you understand. And I feel like they That's just the don't understand. Yeah. They just don't get it. And yeah. it's, it's just like, they, maybe they don't need to get rid of the whole award, but they definitely need to like completely redo the like the committee that votes dude, for them. I you think know? they need to just redo it because at the moment, I, even if they just change the, the committee, dude, I, I even now, bro, they've probably changed a little bit, but I still don't take them seriously. They just need to start over because the image will never go away. I think for, they need to make some kind of statement or something. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not even going to lie to you. It doesn't, so this, this, is, this is completely irreparable damage dude, at this I point? Dude, I think so because like, how am I supposed to know it's real? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like 
companies do that and say that all the time. But, like, it's still going to be the same award show. Right. They'll just be like, oh, well, you know, now we have more diverse judges. I don't even know who the judges are. So how can I even know for sure that you've changed them? Which, is, it sounds dumb, but, like, if we're being really honest, like, it's not unheard of for companies to be sneaky and do things that are, like, yeah. under the table and not, like the the real right business practice so right. just like how all these companies like on twitter will change their logo to like the pride flag yeah, or something on, and then man. you know things don't really change down there yeah or like in june 2020 and they were all black lives matter yeah come on bro things don't really change come on bro. they just want to pretend to be allies like if you're going to be doing it like hey chick-fil-a never pretended though we said we hate you niggas <laughs> and gay people you still gonna buy our food though <laughs> yeah, we're not even gonna bother to pretend <laughs> no nah, i definitely agree i think they just need to start over in order to like really have the image of starting over just change the award the grammys can still mean something but it's time for us to do like a new award because so do you think it should be like like a different name too like different the way the trophy looks yeah, and everything i think they should just change it up altogether because if you really want to prove that you're changing you have to change the whole thing because at least for people like me i'm never going to be able to accept the grammys i'm sorry i'm just at the moment maybe not never but it's going to take a lot at the moment i still don't accept the grammys I, i'm not going to ever tune into them either so it's not even like them changing things. They've been more inclusive, but like what difference did it make? Did anyone yeah. check it out? Has anyone really been talking about it? Yeah. No, it's been a brief conversation, but like it's nowhere near as probably as popular as it should be as the leading source for music awards. Yeah. And like the fact that BTS got their first nomination this year. Yeah. Like this is their first nomination and they got snubbed, of course. Yeah. Like Come on, come, come on, bro. bro. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We're like, but I don't know. It's I, just not gonna. It's not a good enough change. The only merit that I ever give the Grammys is only when my favorite artist wins something, yeah. and it's not because oh they won a Grammy in particular. It's because they won. They, yeah, they period. won an award. Yeah, <laughs> an award. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and again, there's not really any. I think the problem that I have with companies like well, I, just whatever company runs the Grammys mm-hmm. and YouTube is another good example of one that like both of them are really terrible they're terrible companies that treat their people like <clears throat> that treat the people that like use their service like dog shit youtube rails youtube viewers on a regular basis yep. they don't care about you at all and it sucks to say but they fucking don't they care about money and they all that's all they want which is the reason the whole like adpocalypse was even a thing in the first place and if you don't know what the adpocalypse is just for a short summary basically they changed um, ad monetization so that basically the only way for YouTubers to make money is to make kid-friendly content pretty much is the, the easy version, which is why people like Ryan's World can make so much money is because they appeal to what makes YouTube money, which is why Logan Paul and Jake Paul can get away with doing the things that they do because they appeal to making you like to YouTube's money. They, they make YouTube money. So a lot of YouTubers had to just completely stop making the content that they wanted um, because they couldn't make money off of it anymore, which means it's crazy to think that as your job, that's basically like your job saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, we work at a grocery store. So like, yeah, I know you probably make your money off of like doing picks, but um, now you're not allowed to run or move anymore. So do your job without running or like, you know, they basically make it to where you can't do the job that you do the job your way, I guess, whatever yeah. would be the easiest way. And like you literally cannot make any money. Um, I know for like when Mortal Kombat, this was around the time when Mortal Kombat was coming out mm-hmm. and um, the new Mortal Kombat X game was coming out. And a lot of YouTubers and tournaments alike were not streaming their view, like were not allowed to like stream their videos and had to like, they basically had to do like fatalities and x-rays and stuff like that. They had to either cut them out of the videos or they had to invert the colors because if not, there was too much blood and they would get demonetized. So like 
literally video games that already are known to be violent weren't even allowed like call of duty youtubers were struggling because it was gun like gun violence um i know that like when um there was a crisis going on with isis um going like with that they like people, isis crisis sorry yeah sorry i had to a little, little over bar there um i know that like there was a big thing too where like you even if you were posting a video in support of the cause of raising money for victims of like isis and terrorist attacks you would still end up getting flagged and your video would get taken down even though it was in support because once again youtube does not care about people they don't care they're there for the money they don't have good rules it was automated it was cheap it was poorly done and poorly implemented because they don't fucking care it's for the money that's so evil i hate i yeah. hate corporations that run like that which sadly all the biggest ones typically yeah. do run like that i think there's just so much to be said about artistic integrity being completely sold out just appeal when you have to when you feel like you have to give up a part of your expression no matter what kind of medium it is, whether it's music, whether it's YouTube content, vlogs, whatever, yeah. when you have to give up, those are a part of yourself. You're expressing your personality. You're expressing your perspectives and your reality. Yeah. When, you have to, when you have to get rid of that or compromise it or just sell out, just to appeal to somebody who could not give a single less care about who you are or what any of your experiences mean to you, it has to be one of the worst experiences ever. Yeah. And I just hate that. I hate that people are forced to still do it, knowing how terrible that, that must feel, yeah. and still just having to do it to get by. Because also you have to remember, the other problem that I was talking about with the Grammys and with YouTube, the reason I brought up YouTube in the first place, is because they have the market cornered. They have a monopoly on video streaming. Yeah. You don't talk about videos without it being a YouTube video. So for a YouTuber, there is basically nowhere else, especially when the adpocalypse was happening before there was TikTok or anything else, there is nowhere else to post your video content. There literally isn't anywhere where you can build a reasonable audience and make money. It does not exist. I think that's a big reason why a lot of these YouTube content creators are venturing into other things like yeah. like KSI, you know who that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's making music. Like a lot of them have been making music now. Yeah. Maybe, and I bet a lot of them probably don't even care that much about music, but they're just like, fuck this shit, man. I can't keep doing selling yeah. out and making the stuff that I hate making. It's also popular, I think, is the other big that thing. That's true, popular. But so. I think there's definitely, it played a hand in it. Yeah. But yeah, again, they have to just pray that they, like, if you're a YouTuber and you make stuff that you love and you can't do that anymore, like, you just have to pray that, like, you either find success in another business. Joji is a good example. Or Filthy you're just Frank. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, interrupt, but, like, he's a relevant yeah. example where, like, his music career started basically a little like right after his like youtube career stopped because it, at the time for me and people who like who probably were in the same mind frame as me filthy frank and idubs and like um basically i think it was like it was a couple of other people that like it was a group of um max mofo was another one too they were just like super funny they were on the top of the world for youtube they were like everywhere they were making fun of people like ksi and of like um what's his name the logan paul and jake paul some of the other like goofballs and idiots that were on like youtube at the time they were the ones basically like talking about them and like stopping them from getting as big as they were and basically being like these people are not good people but their content was very like aggressive and very like immature and had a lot of 
of cursing and a lot of violence and like not like real violence but they did a lot of dumb stuff their jokes they were like they had really dumb aggressive abrasive jokes but they were funny and they were talented and they had genuine talent but because of the ad monetization they literally could not make content the way that they used to anymore period because they physically would not be able to make any money off of it at all if that that is assuming that their videos were even allowed to stay on their youtube channels in the first place and their older videos were getting striked so their older stuff was also getting them in trouble which was another thing that youtube was doing so you were in a situation where you could not do anything to change what your situation was you were just fuck out of luck when it came to money making money basically like you could not do youtube as a job anymore you had you were just kicked off yeah, it's, it's so it's so shitty. The, the landscape of YouTube changed so quickly, and it's never been the same. Yeah, it just this goes to show that like artistic integrity is just such a huge, integral part of just being able to consume things in an enjoyable level. Yeah, YouTube was at its peak when it wasn't you know restricting everybody yeah, like that. Literally, and I don't even understand like. I guess they get more money from avenue ad revenue streams and it's big appealing to kids, but yeah. like. I feel like YouTube, even as a popular medium, and its perception by the like by the public was at its peak when they weren't doing this fuck shit. Yeah. But they don't care about that. They don't even care no, about no. their audience. No, they don't even. They, it's they one thing to not don't. care about your creators, yeah. your content creators, but to not care about the people that consume your stuff either. They don't care. Nope. It is just about the money that they get from the big corporate. You know. Literally, that's the reason why it was big companies like Coca Cola who were saying that like they were cracking down on like what kind of content they wanted their brand to represent, even though people didn't think that their brand represented those people obviously yeah but for youtube they made money off of ad running those ads so if they couldn't run the ads on your videos anymore they you weren't going to make the money they were getting a big cut of money from those people like jake paul and logan paul bringing in a lot of views and like ads and stuff like that so you know and this was before youtube premium too so like ads were definitely more popular and more prevalent now it's not as big of a deal but like back then it was still like ads were everywhere so like you could tell when a video didn't have ads on it anymore and like it, it made a very big difference, obviously, which is the reason people stopped, and which is the reason why kid content all of a sudden just became like the face of YouTube. And yeah. People just like I don't know. There was a lot of other stuff that goes into it too, depending on what kind of content you consumed on YouTube, because it really only affected, not even, it, it really affected the more like I guess guy side of YouTube content because it was really like comedians and stuff like that and like video game players who were the ones that really were struggling and people making content over violent material yeah and more mature material not to, and like i see my 10 year old brother like in terms of the making kid-friendly content yeah and as i see the stuff he watches and it is so cringy and terrible yeah like there's this one youtube channel i don't even want to know their name and i'm not even going to try to give them a shout out because i yeah. hate them so much but they just make all these really really terribly acted and fake deep it's like a damn tv show and a youtube yeah. channel and it's all, I mean, I get they're trying to teach messages and stuff, but, and some of them are, like, good. All, all of them, I think, are well-intentioned. Yeah. But it does also create a very dangerous avenue or a very dangerous, um, it opens up a possibility for people to spew, like, really bad worldviews on the children, you yeah. know? Like, you can make these songs about, like, <laughs> it may sound kid-friendly, but it could be, like, a homophobic song. Or yeah. it can be a song about, like... You know any other terrible thing, but, but because you're making it, it consumable for kids, yeah, then they'll keep it on there. They'll keep it on, yep. but they're just like, you know, because kids—they're the future. They shape how the world's gonna be. Yeah. And so if you're teaching them the wrong things, or you're trying to influence them to think a certain way, you're really trying to just 
control the world and you're playing God. And I just, I hate that now more than ever, people really have an opportunity to capitalize on that opportunity and it's terrible. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything that can really be done to change it, but it is definitely a conversation that needs to be had a lot more often. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I feel like that's also a pretty good closing conversation too, is just kind of to be mindful and that like, there's a lot going on and uh, it's important to really have a more grounded and realistic view of companies and the world around you in general, honestly. Definitely. Living in America especially, you can kind of get hypnotized to think things that are just not, just straight up not true. Yeah, and it's more than anything, just try your best not to be ignorant. You know, mm-hmm. you can't yeah. you can't learn everything, you can't know about everything, but just, so being ignorant isn't necessarily bad. It just means you don't know. But try to, if people try to educate you, have an open mind and open ears and just don't be turn a blind eye to yeah. the evil like systems in this country that affect so many people yeah. so unfairly. You know, just always keep an open mind and just never, you know, always just keep your eye on the world around you because there's always some, some crazy things going on. Yeah. And the more you know, the scarier it might be, but the more you can possibly do to make yeah, it a little bit yourself. better. Yeah. Or at sure. least protect yourself. Yeah. I so. think Spotify's another one that's one to keep an eye on too. Spotify's tempting creeping into that territory of doing some stuff. We'll have to talk about this on another episode, but they're creeping into doing some stuff that might be a little little fucky. Oh yeah, we actually got it. We do have to talk about that. Yeah, well, fucking. I don't know if we can because we put that on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify, but it's okay. I don't, <laughs> mind. I don't think anyone's gonna be too crazy about it. But You're right. We, we'll we still see. don't have that big of a reach yet. Yeah. We probably never will, but hey. No, we, nah, that's not true. We definitely will at some point. I, I, we're I, getting I'm, out there. Hey, I'm playing reverse psychology I on the universe, I mean, okay? Don't worry bad, about it. My bad. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're never going to get big. Yeah, no. We're never going to make a lot of money off of this or anything no, like that. That's never. Crazy. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Yeah, anyway, thank you for tuning into another episode of Sample Please. And we hope you all enjoy this new format that we're starting out. Yeah, check out Sample Please Radio. Um, it should be the name of the Spotify account on Spotify, obviously. I don't know what we're going to do for Apple Music and other streaming services. It might just be one of those Spotify only things because of how much easier it is to do on Spotify. Yeah, so if you do have Apple Music, um, I guess what you can do from there is just look at the Spotify playlist and then yeah. just mimic it. You know, it's not yeah. it's not rocket yeah. science. Yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, also, uh, please know that we are going to be coming out with our social media accounts too. So yeah, we really do look out for. We sure. really do value and want y'all's feedback on how we're doing because. Uh, this is a this is something we're kind of doing for fun, but we also like take it seriously. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we definitely want to know what we can do to make this show better and more enjoyable, or just how we're doing in general. Yeah, or again, can. if you want to just shower us with compliments, we'll take it. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sure. say no. I think it'd also be nice to help people keep track of when episodes are coming out. Yeah. In case things have changed, um, in case we miss a day or something else happens, it'll be easier. And also, just when episodes come out, what time, it'll be easier for people to know. Like, oh, okay, like, all right, there's a new episode out now. Blah blah blah. Like, you'll have a place to go centrally to tell people to look for us to hear more about us some we'll try and get some more side content going too to kind of keep you guys interested and just kind of build a i don't know interact with you guys and build more than just like an episode or two that you guys watch yeah all right yeah thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much see you guys next episode adios we out